And welcome to another episode of Blade Film. This is your co-host Richard Lee, and here with me today are Kevin Carpio and Tyler Patrick. And today's episode, we are going to review the 1984 film Top Secret, and is directed by uh, Jerry Zucker, Jim Abram Abrahams, and David Zucker. And this is a film that's about um, an American singer named. Nick Rivers, who travels to East Germany to perform in a music festival, where he falls in love with the gorgeous Hilary Flamont, where he finds himself caught up in an underground resistance movement. If everybody had a 12-gauge and a support too, you see him shooting and serving. So, Kevin, you picked this film today. <laughs> so, I, I can't, I think it's been for like the past month that all of us have like, and in, at one point or another mentioned this movie. Or, like, just to, like, change pace a bit, because, I mean, just to, like, switch it up from, like, all the dramas that we've been watching and stuff, and <laughs> I just remember seeing little bits and clips from from this movie, and just being, <laughs> I don't know, I love really bad movies, especially comedies and stuff, or just anything that's witty, because I feel like there's so much thought that's put into it. And, yeah. Anyways, I really dug this movie. Um, obviously, like, not, like, nothing groundbreaking or, <laughs> or life-changing. Uh, I mean, except for Val, Kilmer, Val Kilmer's, like, haircut and stuff. But, like, but I don't know. It was just, it was, it was very nice. It was very entertaining. And it was nice to, like, laugh and, like, see the humor and things. Like a prime ice man. And I want to thank you for picking this <laughs> film. That's in clips as well. I, I had no personal drive to watch it, so. <laughs> and I would, I would feel, I would feel very upset if I wasted a pick. I'd feel like I wasted a pick. <laughs> so I took one for the team. Yes, thank you. Sam. I knew we all wanted to see it at one point or another, yeah, but we got on our own. Another one. <laughs> You know what, after watching it, I was totally wrong. Yeah. I'm not envious of you for picking that. I feel like we're all closer as friends. <laughs> we're having sat down and watched that together. It's just, I still have a big, dumb smile on my face from the movie. I've never seen so many gags, like, within, like, ten seconds of each other. It's, like, non-stop. The plot, yeah, the plot is nonsensical, and it's very loosely connected. Like, yeah. There's a scene where a character's driving a truck, and then the next scene, they're driving a motorcycle with no context or anything. <laughs> but it's, yeah, they're on the same tr trip or whatever. I, it's just, yeah, it All feels the, like the script is an afterthought. And the train, like, when you think the visual gags, where it's like, you think the train's moving in a funky... The whole, like, train station is, like, it's on train car, then the train... <laughs> Like, oh my god. It's like if a hard day's night met James Bond in like Mission Impossible. Like this movie is fucking ridiculous. But I do, yeah, but 
there's an appreciation for the visual gags, like you said, with the, the we're seeing out a window only, and it looks like they're leaving the station. And then the camera goes outside the train. We see they're on like a trailer bed train <laughs> station and they're actually driving away, not the train. <laughs> There's so many visual gags where it's like, okay, they clearly, yeah, they put a lot of thought into this compared to like a conventional what was comedy. The, fucking, the, uh, the angel thing he gave him in the prison, what was it called again? The, uh, oh, the fucking <laughs> the, the, the angel like, intruder. Yeah, he's yes. like marking the tallies. He's like, I've been here for 20 days. He's like, I've been here for 20 minutes. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a fucking blender in there and shit. Oh, yeah, there's a juicer oh, on yeah. the shelf in the prison cell in East Germany. I love Val Kilmer in this. He's, I've only, he's, he's not a lot of movies, is he? At least not, maybe not this past decade, but... He does great with yeah. comedies, though. Yeah. No, he kills in this. He's, mm-hmm. He absolutely slays. Yeah. He's in his zone. Yeah. It's prime coma. Yeah, I, I, what I appreciate about this film is how they utilize props. Like you said, Patrick, with the visual gags, they, they spend a lot of time with the details, um, with what they use for the props, and like how it's memorable, like the cigarette exploding or... Um, the merchant uh, outside the cafe was selling like um, like bootleg products, but then like whenever when the guy's trying to get information from him, like you know people walking by, like quick try my um, my cigarette. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all party gag things. Yeah, in his face. Right. Yeah, they become party gags. Um, yeah, I I really like that they do really good choreography in the film like they don't cheapen out on like the budget like they put a lot of effort into making sure the actors are on in sync and um you know and like just everyone seemed like they were having a good time i think that the, yeah the whole scene in reverse <laughs> yeah oh, yes. oh this is more like going to the swedish place yeah <laughs> yeah they yeah they filmed the whole exchange of dialogue in reverse and they're speaking english but it's supposed to I'm not familiar enough with Swedish to know if that's what it sounds like. And yeah, there's just great bits of Val Kilmer throwing books back on the highest shelf and like, like yeah, like alley ooping it and popping his collar. Where it's impressive that they filmed that all in the opposite direction and then they just reversed it in post. Uh, yeah, I have a deep like Richie brought up. The gags were clearly like planned out extremely. Oh, yeah. mm. The underwater sp- saloon. Yeah, Ooh, like yeah. That scene literally made the entire movie for me. The final fight. <laughs> the fucking white no punch. punch. Yeah, it <laughs> left hand jab. Yeah. There's like eight layers of gags in that like yeah. minute long fight scene yeah, underwater. It's like a whole saloon. The typical guys playing cards in the saloon. <laughs> <laughs> Just underwater. Yeah, the film definitely has a nods to like other genres, you know, to like um, westerns, obviously, with that saloon scene. Yes. Um, has nods to like um, like uh, espionage action films, and in itself has pretty good like action scenes. Um, yeah, the saloon for one, and like the the firefight later, uh, like midway through the film when they meet the resistance fighters. And then they introduce the resistance fighters, <laughs> and then like um, the love interest Hil- Hillary with um, her backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a lot of um, <laughs> jokes in a. Uh, is this PG thirteen or PG film? Like they do a lot. I of, think it's thirteen. There's nudity in one yeah, scene. Yeah, is yeah. It? at least thirteen. There's like yeah. a nude poster, and oh. the secret scientist guy is a big yeah. old nude poster. 
I it, Zam Dream was what they were oh, oh, I forgot that part. <laughs> he, like, tortured? He, he wakes up while getting tortured and is like so relieved he misses Xam. He's being like whipped. He's an East German gulag essentially being tortured and while he's tortured, being tortured, he passes out and has a nightmare. He's in college. He didn't study. Yeah, he grabs a guy at a locker and he's like Where's the big chemistry final? And, he's like, and the guy turns around like a robot. He's like, exams are over. All the, there's no classes going on right now. You missed it. It's like, oh no. And then like he collapses to his knees. And then yeah, like he said, like he, he wakes so, like so over the top, like relieved. He wakes up and turns around. He's being literally whipped by two guys at the same time. He's like, oh thank God. <laughs> By the way, just to inform our listeners and stuff, we literally just got done watching this movie. Oh yeah, and there's there's like no spoilers section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're just getting right into it with our first impressions and stuff. Like, yeah, I feel like so much happened throughout the movie that I can't even remember it all all at once because it was like everyone was saying earlier. It's just like gag after gag after gag. Like, it's just non-stop. And the only things that break it up are essentially the musical bits, where it's like a strong parody of Elvis, uh, James Brown, and... Uh, <laughs> Beach Boys at the beginning. Oh, yeah, Beach Boys. <laughs> yeah, Beach yeah. Boys at the beginning. And then, yeah, but even then they work in the gags, like uh, James Brown would do the... When he collapsed, I think he's singing Baby Please. Oh, yeah. He'd always collapse and, like... They'd come over... Lay it over on the train tracks. Yeah, they, well, and James Brown, they'd come over and, like, put a... A cape on him and like start like oh he needs a rest he's done performing and then he throws it off and runs back and starts singing and in this one he's doing a bit where he's trying to kill himself all the time <laughs> yeah, with the noose yeah he's like, himself in a fucking oven yeah <laughs> has a noose turns on the oven puts his head in his backup singers come and pull him out like he's James Brown <laughs> and there's a great bit I think it was the Elvis or the Beatles where there's like a literal twelve year old girl in the crowd. <laughs> And they bring her on the stand, and like she has like she's like two feet shorter than him, and it's really gross. <laughs> I want to say they're acknowledging a bit of the undertones of that stuff. I, I think, think so, yeah. Like for the Beatles, like oh, it's like a literally like a junior high of girls freaking out over these twenty-year-old band members. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like she like collapses and dies. He just gets up and keeps singing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the only thing that was like a con for me in the whole film would be the multiple music sections same yeah i felt like it definitely took away from the pacing like it felt kind of like a vehicle for something i don't entirely know what but mm-hmm. especially the first three i think there's five ish total the first three are very straightforward but then the last two they go heavy on the gags and it's a lot more enjoyable and then mm-hmm. they're completely taken out from the rest of the movie yeah and they and they go through for like the entirety of each song as well yeah. it's so front-loaded i yeah there's like five in the first 40 minutes and then yeah. no more it did make me want to listen to some Elvis <laughs> <laughs> prime Val Kilmer though oh my god that hair mm-hmm. right and that clean Dang. shave he made me want to clean shave I'm like I gotta get rid of this beard that's like that's why he's Batman that's why he was Batman <laughs> his top circuit like literally sold for him <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, do we want to like give quickly give our ratings and then just go all out and sure and spoilers? Yeah, I'm gonna give this movie um, a three. I think that it was very ambitious and like it's 
its witty sense of humor as well as visual gags. And just in terms of being inventive with what you can do with, with uh, cinema and stuff. Especially with writing. Like, um, definitely ruling out a lot of expectations. Like, from at least on the viewer's end. Because there were a lot of scenes where I was going into it and I was like, oh, it's going to lead to this. And then they openly recognize, oh, yeah, you thought it was going to go this way. And then it goes a completely different way. But it ends up making it, like, ten times better. <laughs> and, I don't know, I just enjoyed the fact that it was very quick-paced. It wasn't too long of a movie. And, yeah, it was, like, a short, enjoyable, enjoyable ride. I'd give it a three out of five, too. But on the stupid, dumb, like, bad movie scale, that's like a four, four and a half. <laughs> Maybe even a five. Like, yeah. like, that's a good stupid movie I could just throw on just be like, hey, have you ever seen Top Secret? Like, <laughs> we're watching it right now. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a good fun watch. So, I'll give it a three. Yeah, I'm going to follow You know what you're getting with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to follow you guys just three out of five. It's great to watch with friends. It makes it more enjoyable, I would say, for sure. But also, it's just... It's probably my favorite of that whole 80s and 90s comedy. Like, Airplane and all that. Yeah. Where just the... Like, very slapstick stuff. Yeah, but this one with the camera tricks and just how quick it was. We're like, okay, we're not trying to shoehorn in any plot, essentially. They kind of give up on it halfway. And it's just sit back and enjoy the stupid stunts with <laughs> your friends. <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree. I think it's unanimously a uh, three. Um, like what Tyler said, uh, for like a dumb, really bad movie, yeah, definitely like a four. Um, I think that um, it was pretty inventive, uh, pretty creative with the visual gags. It's um, kind of a rarity nowadays to see films like still do something like this. The only filmmaker I can think of is like Edgar Wright, even close to doing like um, slapstick comedy. Um, uh, yeah, it's a really fun movie. I mean, the story is nonsensical. There's nothing really to follow other than just Nick Rivers suddenly becoming, like, <laughs> our, our action hero. Yeah, <laughs> just being this American singer. And then, um, yeah, he just like, gets unraveled in this plot. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he's, um, yeah, I think it's just a solid film. Um, definitely something to just put on in the background or if you have a party and you just drink for every time um, there's a, a, I don't know, an inappropriate sex joke or something. You drink um, for that. Or an oversized yeah. object. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, the watch. Or, the, or the fucking, like, oh, the, yeah, the, the nutcracker <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that's... That's our rating. We give it a three out of five. Um, we're gonna go. Well, we've been spoiling it, but we're gonna go into deeper spoilers. So if you haven't seen the film, definitely um, you can rent it probably on YouTube, Amazon, wherever. It's pretty accessible. We wish to impress upon you, Mr. Rivers, that we have methods of dealing with those who will not cooperate. Now for the last time. Why did you attack Sergeant Kruger? I didn't know who it was. I just saw him pull a gun on a girl. Might I remind you, Mr. Rivers, that the penalty for murder is death by firing squad. Let us hope for your sake that Sergeant Kruger survives. Yeah? It is the hospital, mine General. What is the condition of Sergeant Kruger? Yes, I see. 
Well, let me know if there's any change in his condition. He's dead. Yeah, we all give this movie a pass, and let's talk about... Um, Nick Rivers. Yeah, Nick Rivers. <laughs> oh, my... You know what? All the all the sex jokes in the movie were pretty surprising to me. I don't think <laughs> none of those jokes would, like, really fly today. I, I like somewhat. I think as, like, a PG-13 movie, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. It. I was like, wow, they went there, but I kind of... <laughs> it was kind of funny because it's different and witty. Like the whole cow oh, oh, sequence. Get the oh, fucking blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good shock humor. I was like, no yeah. way they're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's that's exactly what that was going to happen. I was like, yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, when he turn. stops, he's like, what's the rush? <laughs> Why are we always in such a goddamn hurry? <laughs> oh, my God. There's two of them. There's two cow sex jokes. <laughs> he gets essentially raped to like two minutes later. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. An actual bull. And he's walking weird. <laughs> <in the next laughs> like his walk. The next scene is like oh he's like God. one thing. I love. Uh, I love the origin stories of the two central characters. <laughs> what was uh, the main female lead's name? Uh, Hillary. Hillary. Yeah. Yeah, her thing of a <laughs> deserted island. Yeah, the Lord of the Flies a bit. Goo Lagoon? Or Goo? I don't know the island. Oh, Blue Lagoon? Yeah. yeah. With it, her and an old. Her and some her young childhood um, crush. Yeah. Gets stranded on an island, and then one day he vanishes, and then uh, to share his pain, Nick recounts his origin story where he was six and. At a grocery store or a mall, and I uh, got lost from his mom. And then you think, okay, that's the joke. But it's like, I never saw her again. And then some ladies at a salon uh, gave me a bowl of soup and some bread. Next thing you know, it was seven years later, and uh, I was working, and he just goes like this whole backstory like he grew up inside a department store. <laughs> oh, and then they needed a jingle yeah, for that's one he... of their like winter ads. And then, yeah, he wrote a full song, and then it's like a. It's like a knockoff Elvis Chuck Berry song, and then at the end he just sends <laughs> shop at Macy's. There's so many good bits, so many. Damn. But some of the jokes, like the the Mel Gazy ones, like when she uh, meets up with uh, that uh, that secret agent who gets crushed in the car. Oh yeah. He meets up meets up with her at the hotel, and then. <laughs> She bends over and her cleavage is all up in his face and she's trying to get, get the note. I'm like, man, damn. They still do that the, today. The antenna just pops up. Yeah. yeah. We, didn't, <laughs> we didn't give the context that he was caught by the SS prior and put yeah. in his car in a car compactor. Mm-hmm. And then the next time we see him, he literally opens the door and he's like half man, half car block. <laughs> <laughs> and he stumbles in and trips. And he's all oh, like his dying wishes for her to get the info. Yeah. It's in like the glove compartment. Yeah. <laughs> Just so much art direction in that like yeah. minute long gag. They had to build a little compacted car outfit for this guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they really dedicate themselves to each and every single joke. Like you could tell that they're clearly committed. Yeah, even if the, the ones that don't always land, it's still like. At least they were trying something like the uh the cap the um, what's it called the the fire, 
the fireplace. Oh, yes. They, they kept using that joke. And I'm like, all right. Even when they did shoot the the sky and there's a floating fireplace. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anytime, like, any sort of, like, intimacy occurs. Yeah. Like that. That's, yeah, that's, it's really nice to see the, the filmmakers clearly are poking fun at, like, the haze code and all that. So that, mm-hmm. that happens twice. There's two gags where they're, they start kissing, then the camera pans to the fire and they, like, throw <laughs> themselves in front of the fireplace and continue kissing. And then it pans to a second fireplace in the same yeah. area. <laughs> and then, yeah, they're parachuting and they start having like a dramatic Casablanca type conversation about who she loves. Yeah. And they embrace. And then, yeah, it pans to a fireplace parachuting next to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it shows that the filmmakers definitely knew who they were inspired from. <laughs> they definitely watched movies, like the um, the the magnifying glass with the the man with the huge eye, <laughs> or like the big giant telephone. It's just like <laughs> you think they're messing with you with perception, but <laughs> it's really what it is. Or even like when they're infiltrating the base, like Rivers like goes underneath the fence and pops his head up, and then you see like a pair of boots. And then he just like looks up, and then the and then the camera like tilts upward, and then you just see it's literally just a pair of boots. <laughs> like there's nobody standing in them. <laughs> and he's like so relieved. I love the uh, meta joke about halfway through, where they essentially spell out the plot until that moment, and then one of them remarks, "Oh, that'd be." I know it's so cliche, like something in a terrible movie, and they have like a couple seconds of silence, and they both <laughs> look at the camera. <laughs> it's real tone setter, like, okay, they're not even taking themselves as seriously as like an airplane yeah. type film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, I mean, you already knew from the introduction when um, they had a. Uh, skate surfing? Yeah, <laughs> skate surfing, all those people, and, like. With the shotguns? Yeah, the yeah. Water. Very, very, they had, yeah, they had the right beach, they had the bathes, and they had the guns. Yep. <laughs> and they were surfing and like shooting. Um, they were practice shooting uh, targets in the air. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, like a timeless joke too. Or you could do a, a similar gag about like gun culture in the U.S. today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, and it'll still hold up, right? Yeah, it's just like high school kids with, like double barrels in their backs, like running out with surfboards and just. <laughs> mm-hmm. Haphazardly shooting and all these props and gags happening, like straight bullets. Even the song was a gag in itself. I forget what what he was saying, but he was like, "It felt like a video that was taken off of all gas, no brakes." Like, yo, where the shotgun skeets are? Like, yo, what's up? And then it's like zooming in, like <laughs> they're like blatantly shooting it like at the beach like towards people <laughs> yeah oh that was a good laugh though I really can commend like it's so weird that it essentially threw away the plot especially by the end you just feel it's just it's like the film knows it has to come to an end so it kind of gives you like a conclusion little plain talk and um, admission of love or like whatever the hell it is some closure and he even mocks uh, the Wizard of Oz and then it, like immediately the plane's flying in the sky and it says the end <laughs> we're like yeah we had two minutes at that plane and then the film ends 
Yeah, I mean, essentially, it's an American guy flying overseas to pick up, like, a German girl and going back home probably to marry her. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say in the train car? Like, he, like, says one thing in German. <laughs> like, what does that mean? He's like, is your daughter 18? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Dang, right away, they just went there. <laughs> He's like a frat bro or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. His introduction's so rough, especially the opening music. But by the end... I was fully a Val Kilmer fan. He was underwater with his big old goofy face and stuff. Just couldn't admire. I could help but admire it. I want to ask like my dad or like my grand somebody like who maybe like watched that like when that originally came out and like see what they thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if it offended a lot of people back then. Yeah. Potentially. I was like what thirty six years ago. Uh, that it came out. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So, dang, it's almost been 40 years. Some jokes did land real flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just wonder, like, how the female lead, um, Hillary, how she would have, or how she took that at the time, with yeah. the jokes. Like, especially when, like, her breasts were glowing or something, when she saw That's him again. Did, I'm like, yeah. did she say that at the beginning? What did she say at the beginning of the movie? She's like, Hillary, it means, like... Oh, she's like, no, something with her bosoms. Yeah. Like, bosoms that defy oh, gravity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bosoms that defy gravity. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. I'm like, damn. Yeah. A lot of the jokes are very, very dated for the times. Like, very hetero- heteronormative. Yeah. I would say the the one at the end, like the absurdity of that one lands for me. Like it's just so stupid. Yeah. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like why would they light up? Especially when it's compiled with the fact that like Val Kilmer's coming out of the water and he's all wet and her hair has like some hairspray gag because she's driving a motorcycle, so it's like yeah. horizontally going backwards and then it cuts to Val Kilmer he's completely dry from like the ankles up <laughs> and it cuts back to her and like she's like essentially almost in a different outfit or like her yeah. hair's redone and everything's different about her <laughs> and it's just it's like a two second reaction shot where that happens she was probably wearing to. lights or something like I don't know like yeah, she had any props or whatever yeah. but they <laughs> or even like um, the main villain of the movie like after 15 years of having not seen each other like Hillary like stumbles upon him inside of like his resistance bunker and then he's like wearing the same fucking outfit that he was wearing like yeah, during all the like flashbacks the show necklace yeah and he's glossed in baby oil yeah, he's just is covered in baby oil has like a full-on perm with like a, a fucking loincloth <laughs> and like this concrete bunker underground there's some there's some it's like the reverse thing <laughs> Where Hillary was Oh, then. she objectifies him. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. sitting there. She pulls out a measuring tape, starts measuring the different parts of him. <laughs> yeah. Measures his biceps, and then, like, they cut to, um... She goes, like, below his waist. Yeah, oh so then God. when they cut back to her, she comes it's back like up. like, inches or something. <laughs> yeah. she's like, and she's, like, showing other people. <laughs> <laughs> just has, like, a bewildered face on her. <laughs> And Rivers is just like taking it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of my favorite parts too. He's like, "I'm not the first guy to uh, like." He just like named off everything. I'm not the first everything guy to meet a German did. girl who was on a deserted island. And then her, her boyfriend came back. He's just like the most unlikely event ever. Oh my god. Anyways, like. This is a good movie, like a good one to break it up, and I'm glad we watched it. I'm glad you picked it, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. It was a good uh, a sit, a good sit to relax and 
breathe, <laughs> laugh a little bit. I think that's definitely the, f- the f- most fun movie we've watched. Oh, yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh, definitely enjoyable and fun, yes. <laughs> I was like, between this one, um, Drugstore Cowboy, Exotica, or Tampopo. Tampopo would have been another good one. It's a, it's a, um, entire movie dedicated to the craft of, like, making ramen. Oh. And it's in, definitely in the vein of this. Okay. Except it brings it to, like, a whole other notch. So that might be one that I revisit, like, much later down the road. Uh-huh. Like, okay. when we need to change the pace again. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is good to break away from the, uh, the patterns of films that we've been watching, at least uh, in terms of tone mm-hmm. and genre. So I'm glad you picked this one because it's a good... Uh, you know, get get some stress off your back. If you need a good laugh, um, you know, watch something not as dire, but just something silly, and just you don't have to focus or uh, be too critical. You know, mm-hmm. just just kind of take it in and yeah. enjoy all the just just throw it on the absurdity. Just put it on. <laughs> yeah, and even even the jokes weren't too overly offensive or anything. It was just like yeah, some were outdated, but. I mean, I, I guess I appreciate the effort. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, you, it, you can tell there was a lot of effort put into this film. Um, they didn't, uh, yeah, they didn't cheapen out any of the jokes with, like, bad editing. You know, they really went out for it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. If um, any of you happen to have film recommendations, be sure to send them in to us at latefilmpodcast at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, follow us on Instagram. Uh, at Lay Film Podcast. Leave a review for us on iTunes. And yeah, thanks for listening. Um, thanks to anyone who's been supporting us for this long. And catch you next time. Nick, I want to explain. What's there to explain? But I just want Look, to say that. I'm not the first guy who fell in love with a girl he met in a restaurant who then turned out to be the daughter of a kidnapped scientist, only to lose her to a childhood lover who she'd last seen on a deserted island and who turned out 15 years later to be the leader of the French underground. I know, it it all sounds like some bad movie.